So if you've been having any problems with your coach, and this could range from he's not playing you enough and giving you enough touches, or he's favoring other players over you, all the way to he's screaming at you every single day in practice. If you've been having any problem with your coach, we are going to fix that for you today. And I can say that confidently because there's a really simple fix that I can almost guarantee you haven't tried yet. And I'll, I'll share this with you by sharing a really quick story from my career. In my junior season, or, or rather the summer before my junior season, I decided I wanted to extend my shooting range. And believe it or not, I, I really succeeded at this. I actually ended up, um, I went back to school the following year, uh, my junior year, and was shooting out to 35 feet with like extreme accuracy, 75, 80, 85% in training, all the way out to 35 feet. And I was doing this, uh, I was shooting that well in training, but I was also playing pickup games with college level players and shooting from that range, again, with accuracy. I was really, really, really accurate all the way out to 35 feet. So I go into school planning to like show my coach this new trick that I have and understand back then threes in general weren't shot nearly as much as they are now. Steph Curry and Damian Lillard and those guys like hadn't started, I don't even know if they were in the NBA at that point, but they certainly hadn't started like revolutionizing the three-point shot the way it is today. And so this was kind of unheard of to shoot from this range in games. It was like nobody did this. So I wanted to show off to my coach and I went into open gym and I start like nailing shot after shot after shot from just inside, uh, not just inside half, like maybe 10 feet inside half or whatever. And I, I'm hitting shot after shot, I'm not missing. And my coach is watching from the sidelines and he comes over, he's like, that's really impressive. Like, when did you develop that? And I said, you know, I, I've been shooting X number of shots per day this summer, a thousand shots or whatever it was. And he was like, wow, that, that's really cool. Just so you know, I could never let you shoot those in games. And I was like, no, 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 I, I can make them. Like I've been playing games with uh, at the college, like, you know, multiple times per week against college defenders. I've been hitting these shots. I, I can make them. I won't miss. And he just says, yeah, yeah, that, uh, no, I get it. I believe you, but I, I can't let you shoot them. And I'm thinking, wait, <laughs> what, what do you mean? Like if, if we have a weapon out to 35 feet, this is going to extend the defense. It's going to open the floor. We have all these like incredible mid-range big men. It, like we have, we have so many more options if we can extend our offense out to 35 feet and actually have like a, a weapon out there. And so this clearly would make our offense better, right? And he goes, yeah, but like, I, I can't let you shoot them. And this just mystified me. I, I never understood it until later on in my career. And <laughs> essentially what my coach was afraid of is looking as uh, others looking at him as though he had lost control of one of his players. If he is allowing one of his players to shoot from like unheard of range, then he's clearly lost control of his players and he would, you know, have other coaches maybe uh, not teasing him, but questioning him. And he, he would look as though he's not in control. And what I came to realize through this experience and others like it um, is essentially that coaches are just as insecure as the players. In many cases, much more insecure because, <clears throat> excuse me, coaches have 
so much pressure on them to manage all of the players on the team, all of the personalities on the team. If the team loses, everybody's looking straight at the coach. The players, it's kind of balanced, right? It's not any one player's fault, but the coach is at the top of the hierarchy. And so that's the person that everybody looks to when there's a, a big failure. And so coaches, in particular at the lower levels, like JV, high school, even lower level college coaches, many of them, like, let's just face it, okay? they have no idea what they're doing, <laughs> okay? I'm just gonna say that as bluntly as possible. Yes, there are good coaches, but many of them, I would say the majority, have no idea what they're doing. And so we need to, first of all, understand this, okay? They are in a position where they're not, usually not very experienced or uh, they're, they're not, their full job is not basketball. Usually they're like also gym teachers or math teachers or so on and so forth. And they're just a teacher who happened to like be the one to volunteer to coach basketball. So let's get that clear up front. These are not authorities in the basketball world. Number two, they are, they have these insecurities because they're leading a group of people that in many cases they're in contention with, with like every player wants more playing time, every player wants more touches, every player wants to be the man and the coach is having to deal with all of this pressure from the players, the parents, uh, the fans, the like, uh, you know, other people orbiting the team in, in various different ways. And so your coach has more pressure on him than you realize and also more insecurity than you realize. And <laughs> the, the trick to dissolving whatever problem you're having with your coach actually is to have compassion for the situation that they are in. And I'll explain what I mean by that. But this is, this is really profound. And we had a, a professional player come through Deep Game and, and explain some problems that he was having. And so I'll tell you that story really quickly now. This player is uh, very, very talented, played, uh, I believe, in, in Spain, is now playing in Sweden um, at the professional level. And so these are where coaches are quite good. And yet he was saying that my coach is like screaming at me every single day in practice. And it makes no sense because he, he was playing really well. There was no reason that his coach should be screaming at him. And yet he was still screaming at him every single day. And this player said, you know, it bothered me before I went through deep game and it's not really bothering me now. Like he's not getting under my skin anymore because of the training, but I still want him to respect me. I want him to like treat me like a human being, you know, and everybody deserves that. And yet his coach was just yelling at him. And so I gave him the same piece of advice. Number one, understand that your coach is under an incredible amount of pressure. He's likely very insecure, okay? Very, very insecure about his position on the team. And uh, once again, it, it, there's like a little child in there that's unsure of himself, that doesn't know what the right move to make is, that is kind of groping in the dark and hoping for the best. And this is true of all coaches. Um, they're, they're under an incredible amount of pressure. And so understanding the situation that they're in and understanding that they are just as insecure as the players, the players who, uh, you know, want more playing time, who want more touches, who want to have more success, who want to be like the man on the team, the coach in the same way wants that same respect from all of his players. And so you only want the respect from one person. This coach wants respect from everybody. And in most cases, he's probably not getting it. So I said to this player, First things first, understand the situation that they're in and feel for it, okay? Literally just like feel for it. Stop thinking about your own uh, your own agenda and, and just feel for this coach. Oh yeah, like this is a human being who's overwhelmed, who's under a lot of pressure, who's very insecure. 
oh, okay, yeah, like we we all feel that way from time to time. And so it makes sense that like he's kind of blowing up in practice, like the, the, he's under a lot of stress. So first feel that way, okay? And second, understand that human be I'll, I'll say it this way, human beings are very uh, subverbal, okay? The communication that happens between human beings, uh, there's no like exact metric. I'm sure science has said like it's 80% or whatever. Um, I don't believe that there's any exact percentage, but a large percentage, much higher than 50%, let's put it that way, is subverbal, meaning it's the body language and the, the facial expressions and the energy that somebody is giving off that uh, we communicate with. It's not necessarily just the words, okay? Even as you're listening to me now, you're feeling the message just as much as you're thinking about the words that I'm saying. And so we have this, this very, very acute sense for when somebody else does or doesn't like us. Okay, <laughs> understand this well. We have a very acute sense for when somebody else doesn't like us. And naturally, as human beings, it's a threat to our survival. Like evolutionarily speaking, it's a threat to our survival when somebody else doesn't like us. And so we naturally don't like that person. We put our guard up. We start to like, you know, shield ourselves off in various ways from this person who doesn't like us. And so if you are getting more and more frustrated with your coach and you're meeting this insecure, pressurized human being who's, again, like I, I can't emphasize this enough, under a lot of pressure, you're meeting this person who is clearly under stress with dislike and frustration and like you're, again, always angling for what you want, your coach is going to meet you with that same energy and it's going to be this downward spiral where after that <clears throat> that exchange with my coach when I was uh, told that I couldn't shoot those shots, I got really frustrated. I didn't understand this and uh, the relationship basically just deteriorated and it never recovered to the point where um, I, I don't want to get into this right now, but it damaged my career in ways that were actually critical, like lethal to my career. It probably ruined, um, along with the injury that I had, but in, in very, very specific ways, it ruined my progress in basketball. And so this is serious, okay? Take this seriously. The way that I handled my relationship with my coach was wrong. And the way that I handled it was to be frustrated and angry and upset. And of course, I didn't verbally communicate that. I didn't say to him, I'm angry with you, but subverbally, my body language, my facial expression, the way I held my energy while I was around him was very confrontational. And so he naturally met me with the same confrontational uh, energy, right? So back to this professional player who uh, I believe he's playing in Sweden right now and he's playing at a high level. So again, there's no reason for his coach to be taking out all this frustration on him. So we, I gave him this message and I said essentially the same thing that I said to you, like meet him with compassion, compassion. I just received an email from him. Their team has gone on a winning streak. And he said, more importantly, my coach is no longer yelling at me and we're actually getting along really, really well. He said, it didn't happen right away. It can be difficult to feel compassion for this person that you've been confrontational with, but just understanding the situation that they're in and softening to it and saying, oh yeah, that like there's a person in there, okay? This is not just a vehicle for my success. He, he's not responsible for like, 
He's not completely responsible for my success and failure. There's a human being in there. Let me meet him in that way. And uh, it, it's completely changed his relationship to his coach. They're getting along much, much better now. He's having more success as a player. And it's, it's trickled down through the entire team as he's one of the leaders. Their entire team has gone on this win streak to start the season or to start the year rather. So this is really the secret to dealing with challenging coaches, okay? Recognize the situation that they're in. Recognize that every human being, all they want is respect and understanding and compassion. Okay, if you can give him that, then your coach will give you the world. And maybe this doesn't mean he makes you a starter if you're really not good enough to be a starter. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying that he will, he will acknowledge your entire skill set much, much more and give you much more opportunity, whereas uh, normally he wouldn't give you that opportunity if you can meet him on a human-to-human -human level with compassion and to... Uh, really find a way to see through the confrontational exterior that your coach may have, see through that into the human being in there. That that like, uh, really it's like there's a little boy trapped in there who's unsure of himself, who's insecure, and meet that person, okay? Because we all have those insecurities, we all have those challenges internally, and your coach is going through them uh, to the same degree or greater, actually, because they're dealing with a lot as you are, okay? So meet your coach with compassion and I promise you it will dissolve so many problems that you are having. And remember, we don't like people who don't like us. So find a way to like your coach, to like your coach. And this doesn't, ha this doesn't mean, uh, I'll leave you with another piece of advice here. This is important. This doesn't mean that you have a sit down talk with him. This is what I don't recommend. You say to him, I need to talk to you. Hey, I've been noticing that we're having this, this conflict and like we should figure this out and I wanna like have a good relationship with you. It just puts more pressure on your coach. You don't need to do that. Simply, you don't actually have to say anything. Simply feel that compassion. And I promise you, again, that subverbal communication is happening at all times. And your coach is hyper aware because they're under so much pressure. They're hyper aware of the way that all the players feel about them. And so simply feeling it is enough, actually, in most cases. And you'll find that it will literally, the internal feeling will change the external situation so quickly. And it will blow your mind how, uh, how dramatically this can revolutionize your career. And if you approach every single coach that you ever play for in your career in this way, it will be so much smoother and so much easier and opportunity will come to you rather than you having to fight for it and force yourself into these opportunities, they'll be granted to you. And willingly, coaches will want to grant you these opportunities. So I'll leave you with one final, uh, one final word. And I'd like to bring up law number eight of the deep game, which is the law of transcendence, okay? And the law of transcendence states that basketball is not life. It is a teacher of life. And these situations, dealing with difficult coaches and navigating these situations with compassion and feeling for them on a human-to-human -human level, even though you're under pressure, being able to manufacture that compassion under pressure for somebody that you've been in conflict with is one of those life lessons that basketball is trying to teach you. It's trying to teach you. And the value in that lesson, I, I cannot state it strongly enough, it is gold. It is gold. The way that it will serve you in life as uh, on just a human level, right? Beyond basketball and everything that you do, it's gold, okay? So 
learn the lesson, accept this lesson from basketball. Imagine that maybe basketball has more to teach you than you could have asked for. And this is a lesson that is disguised in conflict. And if you can see through this conflict, there's gold in there for you. There's gold. So keep this in mind, okay? I wish you the best of luck with this. You know, <laughs> I've struggled with this as much as anybody. Uh, I, I really, really struggled with this in high school. And it... <sighs> I don't want to say it ruined my career because I, I, I can't give that much credit to that situation, but it really slowed me down and it slowed me down in ways that were, were really critical to my success. So I hope this helped you out. Again, as always, if you want to go deeper on this, the best thing that you can do is go to deepgame.com right now or click the link around this video to take our free masterclass. Um, it's 100% free and you're going to be learning the entire deep game of basketball in less than one hour with all eight laws in depth. It's like getting a PhD level training in the part of basketball that is played with the mind. And I think it'll be the best hour that you've spent on your career so far. If you've already taken the masterclass, many of our players take it multiple times. And so if that's you, then I'd love to invite you to join us inside the Complete Deep Game program, which is an eight-week training program where we go really, really, really deep on all eight laws of the deep game and give you a master level training on the entire part of basketball that's played with the mind. We do have a discount for every player who's taken the masterclass. And so if that's you, we'd love to have you with us. And either way, regardless of whether uh, you never watch another video from us, I hope that this, this concept of meeting your coach with respect and compassion and understanding. Not because it's like, a, this isn't an ethical or moral situation. I'm literally saying this because it's better for you. It's better for you. If you can pull this off and find a way to feel good towards your coach, it will open doors for you that you didn't even know were there. I promise you. So once again, I hope this helped you out and I will see you in the next one.